0: Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
1: And time now to recap What unfolded last weekend, the absolute annihilation. And this is going to be quite traumatic for our next guest, the great Troy Luff, Sydney Swans legend. Luffy, good morning, mate. And 20 goals, 13-133 to 8-4-52. It was a real shame after a stellar season for the Sydney Swans. But on the flip side, credit to Geelong on winning for the first time since 2011. And some of their superstars had... Incredible games, very gracious afterwards. We see some players win their first premierships in Dangerfield and also Jeremy Cameron. But welcome back to the show, mate, and give us your thoughts on grand final day.
2: Oh, morning, guys. Yeah, well, it's it's not as traumatic as what you'd think because a close game and they lose by five points, that's traumatic and that's devastating. To watch what the Swans, you know, put up last week was... It was just insipid. It, it it wasn't even a contest from the very first bounce. It was like watching a, a senior team play a reserve grade team, a practice match. The, all the things that the Swans have prided themselves on this year, which is their their tackle pressure, their pressure on the ball carriers, their forward pressure, and their skills into the forward line, none of that happened. And it wasn't because Geelong pressured them; they just they just didn't get near the ball. The the contested footy was was. Was like four to one, almost it was that bad Geelong's way. Um, and and I like I feel sorry for the supporters, not just of the, the swans, but of the actual game because it was just such a farce. People, 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 people were turning the game off at halftime because it just wasn't a grand final, is what we'd like to see. A couple of years ago, Richmond absolutely belted GWS, and that looked bad. I think this looked a lot worse. And, and in saying that, you can't take anything away from Geelong. That, that was the most polished grand final mm. performance I've seen for a very long time. All of their stars stood up. And, and the difference is they've been accused of being old and too slow. But you look at the stats of all their older players, 12 players over 29 years of age. Paddy Dangerfield was outstanding. Isaac Smith, the oldest player to win the Norma Smith. Joel Selwood in his very last game for Geelong. Zach Tui, the list just tumbled and the list just goes on and on of how many players played well and they totally dominated the game. It was a fantastic performance.
1: Yeah, Butts has got the next question, but what about when Selwood kicked that goal and you just saw the wave of emotion hit him that it is his last game? It was a sensational goal, but you just saw him put his Hands to his head, and yeah. he was overcome with emotion, buttes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and well, yeah, justifiably so. You well, know, when I think about, you know, what's he played 15 years of top level football, four premierships, captaining the side to their you know, premiership since 2011, you know, an outstanding performance. And, and, Luffy, do you just put it down to just a bad day out for the Swans? Is that just as simple as it is? Oh,
2: look, not really. I mean, firstly, on to Joel Selwood, I was actually watching the game with Ty Canelli and, uh, and, Stephen Doyle, a couple of former Swans players, were at a a men's health uh, function, which was great to talk about mental health for men and then watch the footy. And I actually said to Ty Kennelly that when Selwood kicked that goal and the the camera panned to the family in the crowd and there was tears, I just turned to Ty and went, you know what, I reckon he's going to retire. I reckon they know he's going to retire. And after the game, when you saw Tom Hawkins and Selwood almost in tears, you could see that Selwood, that was his last game. He actually told the club at the end of the season, before the finals, and didn't tell it like the players, just the club. And so, going into the game, they knew. And what a what a great way to go out. And onto the Swans, I think it's you can't just say I just had one of those days. Unfortunately for the Swans, they were very, very inexperienced. They're they the youngest team in the competition. Players that young players. I mean, as you know, Boots, playing rugby league. If you've got a team of young players. And and the side's going well, and the older guys are standing up. They follow. And all of a sudden, the whole team is inspired by that. But when things aren't going well, the young players mentally, they, they just folded. They They didn't get the ball like they were supposed to. They didn't tackle like they were supposed to. They were nervous. They... They went into the game nervous, and you could see that from the start. Players were, were rushing when they got possession, and there was just no clear passage at all. And, and unfortunately for, for players like Buddy Franklin, everyone says he had a bad game. Well, he did have a bad game. But the thing is, the ball never went into the forward line. You need yes. the ball to go into his area to get the ball first to actually do something with it. So, you know, and, and in saying that, you look at Chad Warner, one of the young guys in the side to have 30-odd possessions kick a goal, he was absolutely outstanding. And it's a shame that the best player was Chad Warner. The second best player was probably Robbie Fox, who's been in and out of the Swan side for about five or six years, did a great job on Jeremy Cameron. And you go, who was next? Like, oh, Luke Parker, okay, one of the other guys stood up. That's about it. No one else stood up. It was just just a bad day for for the whole side.
1: Yeah, and what about the selection panel, Luffy? Because did they get it wrong? Well, obviously they did with Sam Reid.
2: I think anyone that knows anything about a groin injury knows you can't just go back and play the week after. You've got so much control of your leg and the way you move when you've got an adductor or a groin injury, and they're they're painful. Even he may have had an injection to try and play, which would have made things worse, and he had no impact on the game whatsoever, and then ends up getting subbed out. and, And for the Swans, the sub was Braden Campbell. Now, you're talking about a six-foot-six guy for a six-foot or five-foot-eight guy. And so the Swans had no marking target. Hayden McLean barely touched the ball. Buddy Franklin didn't touch it, and that's it. And um, what's his name? Uh, Laddams. He got suspended three weeks out of the grand final in a VFL match, and he would have been a walk-up start. He was having a great season for the Swans. And it cost himself a grand final spot. And in the end, it's hurt the team not having a backup Ruckman and a forward that can also kick goals.
1: Hey, Luffy, I'm sure you would have seen it. But uh, Joel Selwood, he hands over his boots to an AFL Oz kicker. But what about the moment after the game where he spotted he spotted Sam Morfitt? So this is the young man with Down syndrome. And I think it's one of the most touching moments I've ever seen following a grand final. And it really sums up the culture at the Geelong Cats.
2: Oh, it does, and it just shows you what sort of person Joel Selwood is. He's given so much back to the community over his year with the with the Oz Kick as well, but also just general voluntary work. He's just such a great person, and to do that, and for you know, for the young guy that's been around the club for a long time, I mean, he was actually at Mad Monday too. Um, I think I saw a photo of him at the Geelong Mad Monday. Um, but another photo that I thought was fantastic was Joel. Well, it was actually a video. Of Joel Selwood getting all of the odds kickers that presented the medals to the players in a big group, standing in the middle, getting a photo with them all. And it just goes to show that he has the time to give back, even at the best moment in his – one of the best in his career. He's just won a grand final. He knows he's retiring. This is his last game. And he has gone and got all those young kids to give them a moment they'll cherish for the rest of their life.
0: Uh, Luffy, you want to talk about Isaac Smith uh, taking out the Norm Smith medal? Um, there were plenty of players that were putting their hand up, uh, Dangerfield being one of those. Um, It could have probably gone to about three or four of the Geelong Cats players.
2: I I have no doubt that Isaac Smith was the best player on the ground, and it was even for the the work going. He kicked two goals in the first quarter, had about seven or eight touches, but he had a complete game over four quarters, and it was just amazing. I think 34 years of age, I think he's now become the oldest player ever to win the Norm Smith. Paddy Dangerfield, it's been well documented that... For such an illustrious career, he's won absolutely everything you can win except the premiership. And that is one of the reasons why he went to Geelong. And he did that on Saturday. And he did it so well. He was outstanding as well. He just performed well above what he has for most of the year. It was probably one of his best games for the year. And so, you know, when it comes to Norm Smith, I think they got it right. One, Pat Dangerfield was two. And then the third, it could have been a toss. I was a little bit disappointed that there was no one vote for Chad Warner. I thought he was outstanding. He was probably the third best player on the ground. But, of course, when you lose, uh, everyone just focuses on the winning side.
1: Yeah, and that opening quarter where I think it's 11 scoring shots to one, I think Selwood touches the footy maybe 12 or 14 times in that first quarter.
2: And that's the difference. Those senior players stood up. Selwood, Dangerfield, Isaac Smith, Tom Hawkins kicked a couple of goals. These are all older blokes. You know, they stood up and they they led by example. And when more than half your side is over twenty nine, you know that that's that's yeah in in football age of any code that's old, but that's also experience and yeah. those older, experienced heads, they were calm for the whole day. And, well, I guess they were calm until three-quarter time. Then you could see their excitement, knowing they'd won the grand final. And I tell you what, you've got to watch some of the video of young De Koenig. He was absolutely fantastic. Some of the video... He was—he—he he grabbed someone's phone out of the crowd and video self, himself running around the ground with the crowd in the background. He had photos with the crowd. He had family on the ground. He absolutely lapped it up. And why shouldn't he? It was a great effort for him. It may never happen again. And, you know, to win a flag at that level is just sensational.
1: Well, Luffy, uh, we're giving you a standing ovation here in the Man Cave on this grand final weekend. Thank you so much for everything you've done for the show through the year. Our people will talk to your people in terms of some kind of uh, what will we call it? Buttes? five star experience.
0: A level of uh, appreciation. Uh,
1: are so you are you talking Star of the Sea resort?
0: Settle, settle,
1: settle.
2: <laughs> Luna, I'm really I'm really looking forward to getting my long neck of VB
1: in the mail I can't wait. <laughs> and you know Luffy it shouldn't just be an overnight stay it should be like he nah, should be there for like months.
0: a month. Months yeah yeah okay. Uh,
1: great stuff Luffy take care mate and we'll talk soon.
2: All right, and have a great week. And go Parramatta of all the sides in the NRL. I grew up in Victoria. We had one game a week in the middle of the 80s. And, of course, Parramatta were the top in the 80s. And I'd love to see them with the flag. I think mean, 36 years that, <laughs> since they've won a final. So uh, go the yield.
0: That's probably the best thing you've said all year, Luffy. What about Luffy saying, win the flag? <laughs> like, uh, he's,
1: he's been... Sorry, the, the cup, what do you call it? The, 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 premiership. Cup, the premiership. We win the premiership, mate. We win the, the premiership. The proven Summons Trophy. Mm. Oh, beautiful
2: will be there with his uh, eels jumper on and his bears jumper on and his West Tigers jumper <laughs> on.
0: Uh, yeah, so. yeah. I don't have a Penrith. Actually, I do have a Penrith one in my cupboard, but uh, believe it or not, I swapped it with Brad Fittler uh, back in the day where you'd swap Jews oh, in the season. Ah, uh, so. the old
1: licorice all sorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So I've got one of those as well. So I can put one underneath the other. So it'll that, work out okay. That'd be the Dada uniforms.
1: That'll be five jumpers you have to wear
0: then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and name-dropping. Swapped it with Brad Fidler.
0: I'm sure he's still got my jersey somewhere.
1: Yeah. Uh, Great stuff, Luffy. Talk soon. All right, guys. Have a great weekend.